0: Thursday, March 29th, 2018, and I cannot believe that it has been exactly two weeks since I podcasted. I don't know what was going on. Well, I was kind of lazy the first week, but this second week, my husband has been on spring break, so I haven't really had any time to podcast, but I took him to the airport yesterday, and he is on his way to New Orleans, so um, I am free to podcast without his interruptions. (laughs) Of course, I miss him, but um, he needs to go to Louisiana. Anyway, so I do I do have some things I wanted to talk about. Um, there has been a lot of talk uh, in the past two days about the TV show Roseanne coming back on ABC. Well, I watched um, both episodes. They had like two episodes in a row. I think that was Tuesday night. Yeah, it was Tuesday night. And overnight, the ratings were she got like 18 million viewers. It was even... The, the ratings were higher than the series finale back in the 90s or whenever it was. I think it was back in the 90s. So, um, so a lot of people are liking her show or at least wanted to tune in to see what it was going to be about. And let me tell you, in those first two episodes, if you haven't watched them, um, these are going to be probably some spoilers for you. But um, I was very skeptical because I kept hearing all these things about on the TV show, she's going to be a big Trump supporter. And sure enough, on the actual show, she is a big Trump supporter. But it's interesting how I was trying to discuss this with my husband the other night, or was it not which day it was? But anyway, <laughs> Roseanne does come off as a Trump supporter. But what I like about the way she presented herself or the character as a Trump supporter was showing all the craziness. Of a Trump supporter, so she might be, yeah, I, and I think in real life she is a Trump supporter. But I guess my point is, is that at least I thought that she, as the character, the, well, the way the writing was done, they did make her out to be a Trump supporter. But they, she was the character was showing all the craziness of a Trump supporter she talked about the real news versus the fake news she talked about um that trump was all about jobs well she says that and then her daughter darlene is back living at home because she lost her job and can't find a job and um, so it's it's interesting how she points out all these things about trump but then the the rest of the characters on the show show that yes all the all the uh trump supporters are just as crazy um as they make themselves out to be. (laughs) So they're just crazy. But another thing that I thought was interesting about the show was that, well, it may be a little bit overwhelming, but they hit on, I think, way too many topics in the first two episodes. The kid who dresses like a girl, the boy who dresses like a girl, that's um, Darlene's son. And then they talked about um, surrogacy because the older daughter, Becky, is going to uh, carry a child for um, this, well, the other... Okay, remember in the 80s, there were two actresses who played the daughter, Becky. The first one, when, when she went off to college, the second one filled in, and we were we were supposed to believe that it was completely, that, they, that there was no difference in the two when really there was. Well, anyway, the one who played her um, when she went off to college is back now as the lady who wants to have a child and um, have um, Becky carry the kid. Well, the other interesting thing about us it was that Becky is using her one of her own eggs for the surrogacy. She's not, you know, it's not like she's being implanted with um, a, a pre um, fertilized egg or anything like that. This is, she's going to use her own eggs, and she just wants the fifty thousand dollars so she can get a down payment on a house and pay off her credit card bills and stuff like that. I mean, so like little things like that um, go back to the whole craziness of Trump like she's she's the girl is so in debt that she's thinking about um you know giving away a child because she needs the money um just something little things like that that were driving me crazy and then the opening scene it was when they were um divvying up their medications because it's so expensive to get medications like um What's the uh, Dan, the husband's name? He went and got the medication and brought it home, and they were splitting it up, saying, "Okay, well, I will give you two statins for you know one blood pressure pill because I don't have enough to last me a week or whatever." So, I mean, that's that's a real life situation where um, older older Americans can't afford their uh, medications. I mean, that's that's a true to life thing, and, and I that's so. I know I'm babbling here, but I guess so. What I'm saying is, I really do think the show did a good job of showing real life Americans because they, um, like, they live in the same house. Dan and Roseanne I, I'm I'm assuming, are retired now and they're living on a fixed income. And um, all, well, the two of the one of the kids is living at home. No, uh, Darlene. But then they, you know, they have this son. They actually had two sons. One older son, and she it was like one sentence in the show explaining where he was. I, and I can't remember the line, but I didn't, I totally forgot about the older son Jerry um, that they had. But he didn't make an appearance or anything. But then there's DJ, and that's that. This brings in a whole another part of the whole Trumps America. DJ is a uh, was a fighter in the. Uh, you know, whatever the Afghanistan war, but she said he was home from Syria. So I don't know um, exactly what his position was, but he was in the military and he met a girl and they got married and had a kid. Well, the woman that he mar- he's, he married is a black lady and she's still over fighting wherever they, wherever they were, but they have a little daughter who is black. And I just think it's, you know, one more thing that they threw in there of an interracial marriage and, that, But overall, the one thing that comes out of all of this in the end is that they that uh, Roseanne, as much as she is a Trump supporter, she loves all her kids and she accepts all the differences in, in their kids and and the, the grandkids and all this, you know, all the different things that are going on with them. So, I mean, that's that's one good thing. I mean, we'll have to see, I'm of course, because I'm going to keep watching it. So all the criticism about the Roseanne TV show, I think, are unfound, not really unfounded, but the way it's the way the TV show is presented. If you listen to the lines and you follow the characters and you see all the differences between the Trumps and the non-Trumps, especially because, um, Roseanne's sister, Jackie is a big left wing, um, you know, liberal. And she entered the show cause they, this in the show, they presented as if they had been fighting since the election. And I know I'm giving way too much away, but, um, and then they kind of come together and realize that they they can have their differences and still uh, be sisters and enjoy each other's company and have family time together and so forth, um, which again is an, is another kind of thing that uh, and I like I mean I I don't necessarily say that I like Roseanne as a person or her politics, but the show is trying to do a good job of um, bringing people together, understanding our differences, what we are against and what we are for, and accepting that in other uh, people with with their politics and still being able to be rational people and have discussions, adult discussions, and still get along and still love each other. So um, that's kind of my take on it. I don't know if everybody else feels the same way because I saw a couple of things on Facebook that people were like, Oh my God, that shows horrible. I'm not watching that again. And then that's why I think the ratings are really high for the first two episodes, because um, I really do think people were just tuning in to see what a, a possible train wreck it could be. Well, I don't think it was a train wreck at all. I, I, I really did like it. And um, you know, it makes you, it certainly makes you think um, and, and, Wonder if it's possible for for um, households in the same kind of situation where they're very poor, and but yet they are still aware of politics can get along with the people who feel differently than they do. Um, I just again I, I keep thinking about little things that came up, like the um, gun control debate came up, and they talked about, um, like Dan said, oh well now that we have the the little ones in the house, I got to find our guns. So, and then they, he does find the gun later and hides it and stuff, because I don't think Roseanne realized that he still has a gun in the house, but anyway, they just hit so many topics in an hour's time. It was just, and I don't know that they necessarily, necessarily did any one topic justice in terms of um, the debate, the debates that go on with these things, like for gun, example, gun control and Trump being elected and, um, you know, outrageous prescription prices and, and stuff like that. I, I I don't necessarily think that they did any one topic justice, but the fact that they um, touched on them to make um, those eighteen million people who've uh, you know tuned in to watch realize that these actually are the struggles of people today, and and I think that might be why Roseanne took the idea that that um, you know to introduce her as the a Trump supporter because uh, not that she didn't make it out that Trump is going to solve all these issues, but just that the people who are very poor, who can't afford their drugs, who you know have all these issues, um, saw something in Trump to elect him. That's I guess that's what I'm saying. Um, anyway, that's a that's a whole lot of talk about the Roseanne TV show. Not necessarily that I wanted to get into it that deeply, but um, and I will move on. But I'm going to keep watching it just because um, I find I found it very interesting. Uh, you know current event wise and stuff. So anyway, tell me what you think, call in or leave a comment or whatever. If you want to, a lot of people do not interact on podcasts anymore, but if you feel so inclined, please do um, chime in. Now, something on a completely different topic. Um, As you know, I like to make videos on YouTube and um, I took a like three week break or a month break and didn't post anything. And then I started posting again. Well, um, I was trying to play around with cameras and um, a cinematic look and making little videos and stuff like that. Well, um, there's this one, there's another channel called Colin and Samir and they are uh, like real life production uh, filmmakers and they have this YouTube channel and they talk about their gear and they talk about filming and they talk about, all this stuff. And it's also like a a vlogging channel. Well, anyway, they came up with the idea to have a weekend film fest. And that's the hashtag on Twitter weekend film fest. And they on Fridays, they put out uh, Well, they just this just started last weekend. But on Fridays, they talk about what the topic is for the video. And what you're supposed to do is over the weekend, um, they give you the topic on Friday, and by Sunday evening, you have to post a one-minute video. a Just one-minute video. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I sound like Big Fatty. Um, a one-minute video on the topic, and you have to post it to Twitter, not a link to uh, YouTube or any other place, but it has to be uploaded to Twitter. Well, um, so I, I thought to myself, well, I'm going to you know try to participate in this. Well, the topic was travel. And I wasn't traveling anywhere last weekend, but I so I was thinking, well, you know, how can I do travel? And of course, I was trying to be a little snarky and a little funny, and you know, all that kind of stuff. So um, I decided to make a one-minute video. Some of you may have already seen it on my uh, Twitter, but um, a one-minute video on travel, and my my quote-unquote travel was traveling to the bathroom. <laughs> so. It, I, I mean, I did such a good job editing this video and shooting, you know, getting good shots. I thought it was, I thought it was very clever and really good. Like, um, well, I'm not even going to talk about uh, what happens in my video. I would suggest you go to uh, my Twitter page and go back to, to my um, past tweets, and you'll see on Sunday, What was it Sunday? Let's see, today's Thursday, the 29th. So, 28th, 27th, 26th, on the 25th. March 25th, I posted a one-minute video, and I hashtagged it, Weekend Film Fest, and I um, made it, you know, uh, sent it to at uh, Colin and Samir. Anyway, uh, like 30 or 40 people posted these one-minute videos. But this is something that just drives me crazy because of my OCD, I guess. Um, The people did not follow the directions. First of all, they put up videos that were two and three minutes long. There's one thing wrong. Two, they posted the link, a link to their video on YouTube. When clearly they said the directions were posted to Twitter. And three, they talked about travel, but almost every video is like um, shot as if the, you know, from the, um, what's it called, first person perspective, where, you know, like, you're showing you get out of the car, you're showing you start the car, you're showing you walk, you know, walking to the car. I mean, it's, it was like a first person. It wasn't as if someone was being filmed. You were, like, making a vlog kind of thing, filming yourself. And I I didn't take the the instructions to uh, meaning it that way. So I, I literally made a film, and I just happened to be the actor in the film. And I say film, but it's one minute. I mean, it is exactly one minute long with titles and opening and all that. So anyway, um but I, I, I had a lot of fun doing it, and I liked, uh, you know, someone else giving me the, um, the idea and the motivation because they kept tweeting things during the weekend, like we're looking forward to your films, and you know, don't forget it's about travel. And I and back and forth on Twitter. So I, I really do like these guys. I go check out their YouTube channel. It's Colin and Samir, S A M I R, Samir. Um I just, they're just like motivating guys, and I. Liked it So anyway, I posted my first video and it didn't get any, um, you know, recognition or anything. So, of course, I was a little disappointed because I thought mine was very clever. But, um, you know, maybe people don't want to watch me sitting down on the toilet. (laughs) Anyway, it's not all about that. But uh, anyway, so I'm looking forward to tomorrow being Friday and getting the next assignment, I guess, for the weekend film festival. um, Because I really did have fun last weekend shooting this video especially editing it and getting it down to exactly one minute um that was that was a lot of fun too so um when you see uh, a tweet from me that says weekend film fest and my video attached you know just click play and it'll pop up on twitter and you can see it um i do have um i'm gonna run out of time here but i do have a voicemail from scotty the little aussie battler and i would like to play that now so um, let's listen to Scotty, the Little Aussie Battler. G'day, Archer. This is Scotty, the Little Aussie Battler. And I can't believe it. I'm just watching the news. It's Friday night. And Taco Bell is expanding in Queensland. Yay. I didn't even know they were here. But apparently they have one shop in queensland can you believe it it's so exciting soon i'll be able to get like one dollar tacos except <laughs> in australia they're probably five dollars but uh i just thought i'd call and let you know because i know you love the healthy food um still no word on Chickafil coming to australia oh well you can't have everything bye Thanks, Scotty. Thanks so much for the message. Now, I'm sure that is really surprising and a um, uh, happy time for you to have Taco Bell. But um, I can tell you that uh, later in my adulthood, as in terms of being old now, I'm not eating at Taco Bell. I haven't eaten at Taco Bell probably since when my mother was ill and I took her there. I, not, I shouldn't say ill when she has had, had her leg problems. But anyway, um, I'm very happy for you, so I'm sure you're going to love that. But you're going to come to a point... In just a few years, Scotty, where you can't eat that stuff anymore, <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I love it, though. I would, I would love to be able to eat Taco Bell and Pizza Hut and stuff like that every day, but you just can't. You just can't. In terms of chick I do not, and nor ha- have I ever eaten at a Chick-fil, Chick-fil-A, whatever. I say Chick-fil because I think that's what Big Fatty calls it. Um, so, I that wouldn't make me happy at all to see that you're getting a chick or, well, you haven't heard that they're coming anyway. But um, anyway, I do love the junk food. I can eat at McDonald's every day. I could eat Taco Bell. I'm, I just I just can't do it now. I mean, I'm old now. I just can't do it. Um, I only have a few more minutes left. So anyway, thank you, Scotty, for the call, and I appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to meeting you at Pride 48 in New Orleans in just a few months. Um, okay, moving on. So yesterday... Yes, I think it was yesterday, or was it Tuesday? <laughs> I'm losing my time. This is what happens when you retire. and You're not really paying attention. to Anything. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is, I, I, and I don't really care. <laughs> but I think it was on Tuesday. Apple Computer had a uh, an event at a I think it's a private school or a I don't know a, a high school. I think it was a high school. I don't really know. They had an education event at this at a school, and they introduced a a new 9.7 inch iPad that will let you finally use the Apple pencil in the last two years or so you can only use, you could only use the Apple pencil on the iPad pro and the iPad pros were much more expensive. Well, I actually got rid of my iPad pro and I got rid of my other, all my other, um, older iPads. And I only held on to my iPad mini, but it's, it's like four years old, and I was only using it to read books, um, but um, so I decided yesterday uh, that I'm going to go ahead and get the new iPad 9.7 inch because I have the Apple Pencil, and there are a couple of things I want to do on there that, that you are unable to do on the iPad Mini. And I probably should never have gotten rid of my first generation iPad Pro, but um, now that the cheapest one, uh, cheapest iPad now, um, it's 329 and uh, you can use the Apple Pencil with it. I can do those things that I've been wanting to do. One example is the software called Clips. It's a little video um, editing software that really, I think it really is meant for kids because you can do all kinds of things like put stickers and titles and uh, music and stuff. And it's really meant to make these little short videos. And they're, of course, they come out being square videos. So you could post them on Instagram, I guess. But I was unable to do that on my iPad mini because it's too old to uh, use the software. So I broke down and I went ahead and bought the cheapest. And I say the cheapest. I only got a 32 gigabyte model, no cellular. And I literally paid $329 for it. So um, I got the very base model, nothing, no bells and whistles. So, um, cause I just want to try it out and um, try out some of these pieces of software that you cannot do on my older um uh, iPad iPad mini so um I'm getting that next week that will arrive on Monday or Tuesday or yeah the first second or third so that would be Monday or Tuesday next week and I will talk about that uh, probably on a future podcast and here I am going over my time um and I did want to talk about uh, one more thing but I'm not going to have time I will just give you a little teaser um, I was talking about reading on my iPad mini. Well, I've been, re- I read the book, um, Simon versus the homo sapiens agenda, which is the book that the movie love Simon is based on. And I have not seen the movie yet. And I wanted to read the book. Well, the book was a really fast read. It was, um, I mean, it, w- it was like, uh, 300 and some pages. And I read it in a couple of days. Um, but it, cause it's, I, did I already talk about this? For some reason, I think like I've talked about this before, but it was a really quick read. It's written for like kids in high school and stuff. So, um, I really enjoyed the book, but I I fear that I'm not going to like the movie based on what I read in the book. But we'll see. That always seems to be the case. And next week, I hope to go see the movie so I can talk about that. Anyway, now I'm really way over, so I'm going to stop talking. So um, thanks you uh, for listening. And forgive me again for not podcasting in the last two weeks. But I guess you can say I'm back. So um, that's all for today. And until next time, bye. (music)